Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. It's Susie. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, good. Just woke up. Well, I was up earlier this week and I had to jump up. <laughs> oh my God, it's seven o'clock, almost seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enjoy your day, sweetie. You too. I've got my doggie sleeping right next to me here in the oh. in our family room. She's a mate. She is an Australian, not Australian, um, us, yeah, Australian wolf or whatever you call her. Oh wow, <laughs> this is pretty too. She is gorgeous. I have to take a picture of her sometime today and send it to you. Please do. I, I sure that. You know, I love you. You have a wonderful. I love you too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. You too, sweetie. Okay. Bye bye. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Is there anyone that wants to say hello? Yes. Good morning, good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Hey, Bubbly. Happy Saturday, sweetie. Good morning. This is Soulful Sylvia, and I have a prayer request. Okay, good morning, Soulful Sylvia. And go ahead, sweetie. Uh, yes, I would like a prayer for my good friend and mentor. Her name is Miss Brenda. Okay, Miss Brenda. From Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. I just got off an hour-long phone call with her. She's okay. 70 years old, and she is wants prayer to find out what her purpose is. She's feeling a little lost, and she wants... God to reveal her purpose to her. Amen. Okay. Well, I got you, Soulful Sylvia. You enjoy your day. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. JC, good morning. Hey, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. It's Imani. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Imani. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Happy Saturday. You're welcome. Anyone else? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Saturday, everyone. Hey, JC, this is Bubbly. Just want to send a birthday shout out to Miss D. Today is her birthday. All right, then, Miss D. Thank you, Miss um, Bubbly. Welcome. Did you, are you guys still raining out there, Bubbly? I don't hear any rain, so I don't think so. 
Okay, I woke up and we were getting some good rain. I'm like, yes, I'm loving it. Remind me of California. (laughs) It's raining out there, too. Good morning. Welcome to the Clarence History. It's Didi. I love you. I'm so glad to hear your sound. I met, I love when you greet. Just give me a peacefulness. So, oh. good morning, and I love you. I just want to tell you that, Bubbly. Oh. I love you. I love you too. And happy Saturday, sis. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Did anyone else join and like to say hello? Hi, good morning, JC. It's Maxi Bola. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy Saturday. This is Juanita. Good morning and happy Saturday to you and welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning and sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Saturday. Good morning, JC. Good morning, DV family. This is Glorious Gloria. Happy birthday, Miss G. Good morning, Glorious Gloria. Happy Saturday. And welcome. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will be glad and rejoice in it. This is Sister Melinda. Good morning. Declare victory. Amen. Good morning and welcome Good morning. to Declare Victory. Enjoy your Saturday. Amen. You too, sis. Thank you. Anyone else before we get started? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. God bless everyone this morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday and God bless you as well. Good morning. Anyone Good morning. else? Oh. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who is this? This is Squeaky Didi's big brother. Oh, well, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. Hey, brother, y'all. That's that's my brother. That's my 15-month-old pain. So, y'all, thank you, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> y'all know all about him. That's my brother. Uh, well, we brother love Lavelle, you. Hey, Squeaky. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good love you, bro. Good morning. Love you guys. Good to hear you. Anyone else? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Okay. It's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again. My name is JC and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in March where our new monthly theme entitled Direction, excuse me, our new monthly theme is titled Direction. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding receiving direction from the Lord. There are no announcements today. There are no prayer requests via the app. We do have a spoken prayer request from our sister Soulful Celia. She's asking for prayer for her friend from Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Brenda. She's asking for the Lord to show her what her purpose is. 
Amen. I'm asking for a prayer request for my family. I lost my brother-in-law, my uncle, and my cousin was hit by a car Saturday. So I'm asking you guys to lift my family up in prayer. And also my cousin asked me to ask for prayer. Sequoia, she had her baby yesterday and was two pounds. Just please pray for my family. I appreciate it, guys. Order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sadidi. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Edie. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is 2 Thessalonians 3 and 5. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and to and into the steadfastness of Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Sister Didi. Y'all have a blessed day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Father, I thank you this morning. Before I say or pray for anything, I just want to thank you, Father. I thank you for a brand new day, a day that we have not yet seen, and we shall rejoice and just be glad in it. For the gift of life, for you just blowing your breath in our lungs, we thank you, Father. We don't take it for granted that we can open our eyes and we can see, hallelujah, that we can hear God and that we have a mouth to praise you. So, Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you that if anyone woke up on the wrong side of the bed, that they will change it and be glad that they woke up, period, because somebody that laid down didn't get up. So I thank you that last night wasn't our last night on this morning. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, it's your name, Lord, that is just worthy to be praised. I praise you this morning, and I trust in you. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. Just call your name, and things will change. Just the sound of your name, the mention of your name. So I thank you on this day, Lord, that you have made. This Saturday, March the 13th, I thank you. So I say good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way this morning. I thank you, Father. Again, like I said, we can't we can't take it for granted that we're breathing on our own. We're not on oxygen. We're not on a ventilator. I thank you for that. Thank you, God. It's a blessing that we can say hallelujah. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow is not promised. And we just have to realize that, that each day is a precious gift. We have to open up to new grace and new opportunities. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, God. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, God. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, God. We should have a new song, a new walk, a new talk. We should do something new on today because yesterday is over. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, glory to your name, God. I thank you that your word is the same. It doesn't change, God. Even if yesterday was bad, today is a new day. You gave us another chance to do this thing called life a little bit better. So I thank you. I thank you that we know you to be Jehovah Jireh. You always provide for us. And we can tell because we're all on a phone. We all have a way to connect. That's you providing for us. 
Some people lost everything last year, but I'm just grateful that we still have a sound mind. Through death, through calamity, through loss, we are still here. And I thank you because it was you that made a new day for us. And we should just be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude. Lord, I ask that you forgive us for anything that we may have said, thought, or done that's not pleasing to you. Pleasing to you that we know that we have to ask for forgiveness. We have to ask that you will just renew us, God, on this day so that we can walk differently and walk in it. Oh, you are so faithful, and you just take care of the day for us. I thank you that your word is clear, and you say that we know that all things work together for our good. I thank you for Romans 8 and 28, that you prepare a place for us, God. And if we learn to just number our days and live each day as if it's our last, because it really could be. Life is as a vapor. Somebody took their last breath on this morning. God, I thank you that we're still here and we are just loving and walking in love and letting the petty stuff go. Each victor on the call this morning, as you hear my sound, I pray that your heart is in the healing position and that you are really, truly grateful for this day, that you do have another chance. God decided to let us come together one more time, and that's a blessing within itself. I just thank you that we glorify the name of Jesus this morning and that we can pray authentically for those that even if somebody has offended you or hurt you, that you can learn today to let it go. Let go, L-I-G it, as Pastor E.K. Dawson says, and just walk in love. Let go of the offense of the grudge that you want to hold on to. You can't be on a prayer call day after day praying to God, but you holding on to offense. Let it go. Offense is something that you can't hold on to. So, Father, this morning, the prayer requests are many. I'm I'm calling out the Benson family to you because you know what they're in need of. And as Sequoia had her baby, although she's weighing only two pounds, God, we know that you have her in the palms of your hands. So I call out that little baby to you and you just heal her little body and let her body function. God, I thank you that JC is covering her family. She's had so many things happen, but just give her your peace, God. Because death is not easy on any of us, but we understand that it is the circle of life. So I thank you for JC this morning and my sister Bubbly. Lord, I ask that you just, just be with her. Touch her body. You know what she's facing. I ask that you give her a good report on Tuesday because you know all about your daughter, God. And I just thank you for her, God. And as soulful Sylvia is lifting up Miss Brenda, Lord, show her purpose. She's lived such a long time to not understand her purpose. So you just... Tell her, remind her, give her a sign, give her a word, show her exactly who you've created her to be. I thank you for her. I'm lifting up nephew Josiah as always for his healing. I thank you for that awesome young man and for his beautiful mom. It's her that set this call on fire, so I always cover our sister Dion, and I call out Deontay and Demaria to you as well. Lord, I thank you for Miss D saying 65 years. That's a blessing, sister soldier, and she's walking, she's out, she's doing what you've created her to do. So I thank you for Miss D this morning. I thank you that you have just given her just another will. You've made her so beautiful and so strong, so I thank you for her life this morning. God, I thank you that my brother, Lawrence, has gotten on the call. What a blessing for me to have a brother that's 15 months older than I am. We were raised like twins, and I love him so much. God, I just thank you for his life. Cover him, cover his family. 
Lord, you know what he's in need of. So I just thank you for his life this morning. Father, and anybody this morning that's battling in their physical body, just give them your peace, God. Regulate their mind, God. Touch them so that they can have expeditious healing. I thank you because we know you to be a healer. So I thank you that you are a mind regulator. I call out Kenya to you um, as she's still not still, but just still processing the loss of her mother, God. I still have my mother, so I can't even imagine, but just cover her and her daughters and her family and give Rochelle traveling graces. They're, they're traveling her and her husband this weekend, God, and anybody else that's on the road. Our sister Renee Leslie heading back to South Carolina. There's so much going on. There's so many prayer requests. There's so much pain and and hurt, but God, there's also so much for us to be grateful for. So we don't want to miss the place to praise you because today we can choose between life and death and evil and receiving or rejecting, but we know that you are God and we thank you. So Lord, I pray that this day that we just take up our cross and follow you no matter what's going on. There are people living out in the elements. I heard Sister JC talking about waking up to rain. Just imagine having to wake up and being out in it. So cover the homeless cover those that are less fortunate let us not lose sight that it could easily be one of us we can't take anything for granted but lord i thank you i just thank you for blessing us i thank you this morning holy spirit again i pray that this day will find us all filled with you god because it's your fruit that ripens us we thank you for life we thank you for love we thank you for joy we thank you for peace we thank you for patience we thank you for kindness we thank you for goodness we thank you for faithfulness we thank you for gentleness gentleness and we thank you for self-control father i ask this morning before the victors take their phones off mute father god i ask that you speak to each and every heart on the call as they pray that they know that who they are praying to who they are praying for who they are praying about father god who they are thankful for god let it go whatever it is that's holding you bound because you have to forgive in order to grow the work says it forgive father so i ask that you Take your phones off you and give God a praise that he is due. Pray and believe what you're praying for. Trust God for everything that you need. Pray his word loud him. Open up your mouth and give him a hallelujah. He deserves the praise. He deserves the glory. No matter what you are facing, God is good because you are here today. You are here today. You're not you're not them to a machine to go free. Thank you, Father God, for giving us life. Thank you that you regulated our minds. I thank you for Lavelle's life. Thank you, 
for me, today will probably be the last day for a while that I'll be doing direct, uh, declarations. And the reason being is because um, um, I, um, you all know I have uh, a sacramental church, a Stockton church, and uh, I preached for a church last Sunday who didn't have a pastor. And, um, and um, we had a good time. And uh, I walked out of there and got home and was changing clothes. And they, um, my phone rang and they called me and said, uh, Pastor Jones, we had a meeting after church and you've been unanimously elected as pastor of the Mount Zion Church. We want to know, will you, will you accept? And so God has given me uh, three churches, actually. So uh, Sacramento and two in Stockton. Uh, but the, the two in Stockton will be merging together. So um, I just have a lot going on uh, with a full-time job and everything. So I ask that you pray my strength in the Lord. Um, I'll be here to fill in. If somebody else is not available, I'll make myself available to fill in when I can. So uh, please don't be offended. I appreciate those who hit me and say, you enjoy my uh, declarations and and enjoying me sharing my convictions about our Christ. All right, all right. Uh, Ephesians one. Um, uh, let me see how to do this. Um, uh, verse seventeen says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. Direction. Direction. Wow. I, I kind of want to back into this um doing some reading um there there's a woman by the name of helen keller uh who was a remarkable lady who before she was um uh two years old was stricken with a crippling brain fever that literally left her blind, deaf, and mute. Uh, for about five years, she was a wild, unruly child, kicking, scratching, and letting out the silent screams of a deaf mute. I believe it was at the recommendation of Dr. Alexander Graham Bell. Her father took her to see a specialist, a woman by the name of Annie Sullivan, who became her teacher and her mentor. And after an extended um, uh, period of time, Annie Sullivan was able to break through the mask of infirmities by writing in Keller's hand. And immediately upon the breakthrough, they sent, uh, this is where I like to get excited, for that gifted preacher uh, Philip Brooks, who 
was the pastor of the great Trinity Church in Boston, Massachusetts. They they wanted Dr. Brooks to share with Keller the age-old story of how God's laughter had spilled over the balcony of heaven to to flood a spiritually parched world. And when he was about halfway through the story, with a burst burst of emotion, Helen Keller paused and wrote back in Philip's hand, I know him. And someone in the room asked, how does she know him? And she wrote back in Philip's hand, I met him in my heart. I just didn't know his name. And so I kind of said that because the life of Helen Keller raises for us a provocative question. And that question is, as we move into direction, as God directs us, even in the midst of, and I want to say in the midst of, but looks like coming to the conclusion of pandemic, and y'all understand what I'm saying. My question this morning as I try and do this declaration is, how do we know what we know? I mean, I mean, I mean, education, philosophy, and science have literally collaborated and collectively, and they have offered their conclusion. They say that there are three modalities. What are you talking about, Jones? Uh, a modality is a method of learning. They, they say the first modality is called empiricism. The second modality is called rationalism. The third modality is called existentialism. Let me give you a window to help you see what I'm talking about. The empiricists say that we learn some things by the perception and observation of our five senses. The rationalists say that we learn some things through our cognitive and mental capacities. And the existentialists say that we learn things by experiencing through our individual existence. They say that there are three modalities. But I read this scripture this morning. Um, out of uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, uh, on this line called declared victory, because Paul seems to suggest to us that there is a fourth, that there's another modality and in, 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 in direction and in calling it seeing with the eyes of your heart. This this modality is is watch this is is the result of the illumined eyes of the spirit that allows us to see those things that are supernatural, spiritual, and eternal. And, and that's what Paul was talking about. Uh, when you get a chance, go back over there to uh, what is it? Um, 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 uh, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen, when he says, uh, "While we look not at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal." but the things that are not seen are eternal. What, what Paul is saying is that the people of faith um, live by seeing invisible things. We have direction uh, uh, from God because we're able to see invisible things. And if you ever want to measure the depth and authenticity of your faith, answer this question this morning. Do visible or invisible things dominate your life? I mean, it's divided right there along that line, the seen and the unseen, the visible and the invisible, which one dominates your life. And so and so and so I've come by to share with Declared Victory today, not to talk from the perspectives of the imperialists, 
not not to talk from the perspective of the rationalist nor the existentialist, although there are some legitimacy in all of those learning methods. But but I'm here, I'm here as the declarer this morning. I'm here as a servant of God. Um, um, and, and let me say this parenthetically because people keep calling me bishop now because of thir- three churches and stuff. And 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 I told them no, I, I don't want to be called bishop uh, uh, because because uh, God called Moses servant. I want to be called servant. So, so, so I'm here as a servant, which, which makes it incumbent on me to talk about this fourth learning modality, which is to help you understand that there are things that are invisible and eternal that you will never see them unless you see them with the eyes of your heart. That, that's what he says right there in that verse. Let me read it again. He says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart be enlightening, enlightened, right? Now, now watch this because, because, because I, I love scripture, y'all. I love scripture. So, so, so he, he makes several points in these verses. So, so first of all, notice he says in verse 17, he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, he says, the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom. He says the spirit of revelation and 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 the knowledge of him. That's direction, right? So let me unpack that for you. What he's saying is that uh in that verse it is only with the eyes of your heart can you perceive spirit spiritual knowledge. Um there, there was a man in China who raised horses and one day his prized stallion ran away and his friends came over to his house to mourn his great loss. But the man said, How do I know what has happened is either good or bad? After a few days, the stallion returned, leading a herd of other stallions, and his friends came over to celebrate his good fortune. But the man said, how do I know uh, uh, what has happened is either good or bad? And that very afternoon, that same stallion kicked the man's son and broke his leg, and the people came over to express their sorrow over the incident. But the man said, how do I know that this is good or bad? Three days later, war broke out, and the man's son was exempted from military service because he had a broken leg. Well, you guessed it. His friends came back over. Well, let's stop the story right there. And let's say the point of the story is with our human limitations, it is possible to know with certainty how to best to interpret the experiences of life. Because we never know, uh, declare victory, in our humanness because, because, because we're literally too limited. We're too myopic in our humanity to be able to discern what experience is good or bad. But I've come by this morning to with some good news, and that good news is those of us who are born again, that there is accessible to those who are spirit indwelt and spirit filled, a learning method that you can't get out of school, and it's called seeing with the eyes of your heart. We're not left to our faulty faculty. We're not left to how we feel about something because. God in his infinite wisdom has placed in the heart of every child of God the spirit of discernment that helps us navigate, watch direction, y'all, watch direction, that helps us navigate our way through this rough terrain of life, even in the midst of a pandemic. And that's what Paul is praying for here. He's praying that God would give his people three gracious gifts. And y'all, they're all right here in this text. So so if y'all allow me to unpack that real quick, uh, 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 let me unpack it. He, he, says, he says that I'm praying that you would have a spirit of wisdom, 
He says, a spirit of revelation, and he says, a spirit of knowledge. So first of all, uh, Paul said that he was praying that his people would, that, that, he, that, 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 that the people would have a spirit of wisdom. Now, please mute your line. Somebody please mute your line. Now, now what is that, Jones? The spirit of wisdom is the result of a transforming operation performed by the Holy Spirit upon the human heart that creates a new capacity for spiritual perception and direction. In other words, when the Holy Spirit circumcises the heart, then the Holy Ghost allows, he makes available to the believer a deep spirit of discernment so that we're able to see the true nature of things and people. You see, it's not enough to just get knowledge, especially worldly knowledge, because knowledge without wisdom is a minister society. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. I mean, look at our former president. All you have to do is look at the situation that was in the White House or on Wall Street. I mean, almost everybody in Congress and on Wall Street, they have knowledge, but many of them lack wisdom. And too many people in the world have head knowledge, but they have no spiritual wisdom. That They live by this modern situational and contextual ethics, but you have to understand that wisdom coordinates knowledge. Wisdom manages knowledge. So it is possible for you to have a PhD, but if you don't have no G-O-D, you're just a smart devil. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend nobody. I mean, life at its best is a combination of a trained mind and a consecrated heart. So, 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 so Paul here prays for spiritual wisdom. He tells us that you have to have the eyes of the heart to see spiritual wisdom. You need direction. Because he tells us over in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, chapter 4, around verse 18, he tells us that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, that they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. And so when I hear people say to me, Pastor, you know, I can't see that. You know, Rev, I can't see that. I mean, they're telling the truth. They can't see it because they have the cataracts of carnality keeping them from seeing with direction. And they have a sin solution that has dilated the pupils of their spiritual eye. They have their corneas, the corneas of their eyes have been ripped away by worldliness. In order to see spiritual things, in order to have spiritual direction, you have to see with the eyes of the heart. So not only did he pray for wisdom, but notice in the next part of that verse, he prays for revelation. Now, let me slow down here. Because when he prays for revelation, and understand this, this word revelation, this word revelation or the book of revelation, which mo most Christians run from, but I'm going to help you uh, uh, understand revelation in the book of revelation, because uh, the word revelation in the book of revelation comes from the word apocalypse. It's a word from where uh, it's apocalypse. It's, it's from the word where we get our word apocalypse. It's a compound a word made up of two words, uh, the latter part, calypto, and it means to hide, to cover, to conceal. It means to tuck away. Apo, the prefix of the word, it means to remove. So here it is. And so the word revelation, apocalypse, means to remove the covering. And that's the first line in the first chapter in the book of Revelation. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what he's saying here is the covering on Christ has been removed. And now it talks about the unveiling and the uncovering of Jesus Christ. So Paul here in this text, he prays that God would uncover divine truth so that the people of God, might have direction. The people of God might see Jesus in the midst of this pandemic for who he really is. He says, I want you to see him for who he is. Now, listen to this. 
because I'm going to get happy, but I got to close. Um, man would have never, would never have imagined that the father of Jesus was like he is had not Jesus revealed God to man. Jesus says, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I am the Father, I am one. He said, I'm the visible image of the invisible God. Philip said, watch this, uh, 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 thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, how are we going to get to know the Father? And Jesus looked at him and said, Philip, you've been hanging around me too long to be asking questions like that. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I am the Father, are one. Oh, watch this. Thank you, Lord, again. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, somebody said, Jones, that ain't good enough because you're still dealing with metaphysical reality. Well, let's go down to verse 14 of that same chapter, uh, John chapter 1, and verse 14 says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So my question is, you want to know what God is like? Jesus says, look at me. Oh, my God. And so Paul prays that God would reveal Christ and divine truth and give direction to believers. Now, if I had time, because I got to close, I take it a step further because we, we who are alive today, we need to understand that the Jesus of Revelation is different from the Jesus of the Gospels. Ah, uh, what are you talking about, Jones? Because the Jesus of the Gospels is the Jesus of humiliation, but the Jesus of Revelation is the Jesus of glorification. When you when you when you see the first time he came, he came as a carpenter from Nazareth. But when he comes again, he's going to come as a conqueror of all nations. The first time he came, he came as a bearer of human guilt. But the next time he comes, he's coming in glory and power. The first time he came, he came riding on a donkey. But the next time he comes, he's going to come riding on the cloud. The first time he came, they didn't know who he was. But the next time he comes, every knee shall bow and every tongue must confess. That's why when you talk to Jesus, you got to let him know. And when you ask him a question, you got to let him know uh, if you're talking about on his mama's side or on his daddy's side. What are you talking about, Jones? Let me give you another window to help you talk. You well, see what I'm talking about? Uh, 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 Jesus, how old are you? Well, on my mama's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my daddy's side, before Abraham was, I am. Okay, I'm through. So, so, so Paul prays. He prays for direction. He prays for revelation. But not only does he pray for wisdom and revelation, but watch this. He prays for knowledge. Now, this, 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 this is not secular knowledge that he's praying for. He's praying for spiritual knowledge. Listen to the scripture again. He says that the eyes of the heart be able to perceive and detect spiritual knowledge. That's direction, y'all. Now, I can't say too much about this word knowledge uh, uh, today because I, I really have to close. So let me just say to you that this word knowledge has an Old Testament heritage. It's, it's a Hebrew word called yada, yada. And it goes back to describe the intimate, the sexual relationship that Adam had with his wife Eve. And when they came together to procreate, they gave birth from the fruit of their loins to children. And so the spiritual parallel is that you ought to know Christ in such a deep, full, intimate, significant way that there ought to be fruit that comes from the relationship between you and Jesus Christ. And it's called the fruit of the spirit. And you know who's been spending time with the Lord and who has not.
Why? Because it comes out in their conduct. It comes out in the way they talk and the way they walk. I wish I had a witness, y'all. Um, um, it, it makes me feel so good that churches would want to see me, would want, want me to pastor because they see the growth that has taken place in my life. Um, today, today, and, and I, I, I praise God for this, but today marks um, 33 years that I've been preaching. March 13th, 1988 to today makes 33 years that I've been preaching. And it makes me feel good that people can see that, that what God has done in my life, right? So he prays that, that the Lord would give him spirit, uh, 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 knowledge that, that we can know Christ. But then secondly, watch this, as you, as you, as you, as you, as you deal with direction, uh, you can perceive spiritual experiences. Now, watch this, because in, down in verse 18, he prayed, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Y'all, I'm trying to rush through this. What are the riches of the, of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? So what Paul says is that you have to have the eyes of the heart to have insight into spiritual things to be able to discern and understand spiritual experiences. So, so let me say it to you this way. You can have an experience, but if you don't have direction in spiritual eyes, you'll never see God in the experience. Just as physical eyes are very important to physical life, spiritual eyes, or let me call them soul eyes for just a moment, are just as important to spiritual life. I mean, did you notice that Jesus had a great infirmity for blind people? More than any other malady, Jesus healed people who were, who were blind because Jesus recognized that 80 to 90% of what we do is based on sight, direction, y'all. And he wanted people to be able to see, but it was always as a parable to let them know how important soul side is. Uh, King Zedekiah, uh, when you have a chance, look at it, uh, in the Old Testament had his eyes gouged out by the king of Babylon. And when they took uh, blind Zedekiah to that legendary city of Babylon, because he was blind, he saw nothing of the great city. Because he was blind, he saw nothing of the resplendent glory of that great city. Because he was blind, he never saw the beautiful brass gates. And I want you to know that if you are spiritually blind, you don't have direction you will miss all the resplendent glory of every experience that God allows to come into your life. We don't need more knowledge or better knowledge. We just need to open up our eyes to the knowledge that we already have. I tell my churches all the time, y'all, I don't need to come in here and preach no new sermon. I don't need to come in here and preach no new sermon. Why I need to come in and preach a new sermon every week? Because you didn't do what I told you to do last week. Ah. Oh. Oh, I, I said in TNT Bible study the other night, uh, the late Dr. E.D. Hill tells the story of his friend. Uh, he preached the same sermon on tithing 10 months straight, 10 months straight, uh, the same sermon. And one of the deacons came to him and said, but pastor, now you've been preaching this uh, same sermon for the last 10 months on tithing. When are you going to preach something new? He said, well, have you started tithing yet? He said, no. He said, well, I'm going to preach it again uh, uh, next week. Uh, so, 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 so we don't need more knowledge or better knowledge. We just need to open up our eyes to the knowledge that we already have. So let me break this, this, this verse up into two parts and I'm done. I promise. First of all, let me talk about the context of the experience and then I'll close on the, uh, uh I'm sorry, the content of the experience. And then I'll close on the context of the experience. First of all, he says that you may know the hope of his calling, the context of the believer's experience. It hangs on the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, 
Now, don't make no mistake about it. This this word hope is not um, the subjective emotional feeling that we have. This ain't uh, I hope it rains or I hope it don't rain or I hope that uh, she loves me or I hope I can get more money. No, this is an objective hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, this little word, uh, this is a little word with a great big meaning because in this one word, hope, there's what you call past ramifications and future expectations. What are you talking about, Jones? And, and when the past ramifications collide with the future expectation, there is present implication. When you have time, you need to go back over this first chapter, starting at verse number four uh, of Ephesians chapter one, and Paul identifies some past ramifications. Because Paul says in verse four, he said, we were, we were elected. Now, now, that opens up a big gate because I don't have time to deal with the conflict between the doctrine of election and the doctrine of free will. I don't have time to tell you that these two can't be reconciled, but they're both taught in Scripture because theologians call this non-disclosure because you can't bring the two doctrines together in reconcilable understanding. So the best I can say to you is the doctrine of election is the God side of salvation, and the doctrine of free will is the man side of salvation. But we have hope because verse 4 says, before the foundation of the world, before there was a when or a where, before there was a then or there, before there was a this or that, before uh, uh, we were a thought in the infinite mind of God, before God ever created this world, God had provided our election. Come on, y'all, I'm in the book now. Before he scooped out the oceans and the sea, before God walked out from nowhere, stood on on nothing, reached out and caught something, hung something on nothing and told it to stay there. Um, before God said, let there be light and light came running from behind the purple curtain of eternity at more than 186,000 uh, 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 miles per second, God had elected us. Before God hit the anvil of his own omnipotence with the hammer of his own hand, caught the sparks thereof and flung them into space and called the star, called them stars, we had been elected. Before God had spit out the seven seas, y'all, we had been elected. And way back in the eons of eternity, before the beginning had ever begun, God gave us direction and he had elected us. We were elected. We were adopted. We were redeemed. We were forgiven. Salvation had been provided and had experienced grace. Why? Because of his election. But not only do we have hope because of what happens in the past, I'm going on this one, y'all. We have hope because we can shout of our direction of what will happen in the future. Some Y'all know the Bible, don't you? You, you know about the future when, when he comes. You, you, you see now we are the children of God, but it does not appear what we shall be. But we do know this, when he appears, thank you, Lord, we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is. Y'all, that's my hope this morning. That, that's, that's the direction of this fourth learning modality. That's why Paul uh, can say, thank you, Didi, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And we know that when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is. And we know that when this earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we have another building that I can't see, that I have to see with the eyes of the heart. So let me leave you with this. There's, there's my hope, my past and my future. There's my direction. That's because what is seen will not last, and the things that will last cannot be seen. He says, now that's rational and sensible. He says, trade in what you can't keep in exchange for what you cannot lose. That's rational. So what are you saying, Jones? Build your hope 
on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. But wait a minute. I hear somebody arguing with me and saying to me today, Jones, we live in a visible world. My light is visible. My job is visible. My responsibility is visible. My family is visible. Well, yeah, y'all, we we bound to a visible world. But what you need to know, that even in a visible world, there are things that are still changing. There are rivers that used to flow north that are now flowing south. I used to be 393 pounds. Today, I'm 185 pounds. And what you see today, someday it won't change. But you got to learn how to trust in God and trust him for the direction in your life. Lean on God. Don't lean on people. And God's going to see us through. I quit. I'm sorry. I quit. I quit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take up so much time. I got excited. Um, is there anybody didn't get a chance to say good morning? Good morning. Now's your time. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Pastor. Name's good Christine. morning. Hey, good doing? morning. I'm wonderful. Anybody else? Thanks. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Wonderful um, declaration. This is really on me. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Monica. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Now's your time. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Sister Persistent Priscilla. I have been given a name. <laughs> Persistent Priscilla. Persistent Priscilla. And All I just right. want to say, I mean, you'll be missed. You know, I'll miss hearing your sound and your teaching. Um, so glad to know that God's blessed you. Um, and I'll be praying for you. Thank you, <laughs> Persistent Priscilla. All right. Priscilla, he's not going nowhere. Lavelle is just blowing smoke. He'll still be doing declarations from his church. <laughs> so don't stop. none of y'all get sad because he's not going to trust me. Didi. He will still be doing a declaration. Didi. So y'all, Didi. I'm just saying, I'm telling the truth. Where are you going? You're not going nowhere. I can you. I can't stand myself. Hey, Squeaky. Squeaky, I know you're there. Where's Squeaky at? I'm by there. Squeaky, get 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 our sister. Hey man, <laughs> what's your day? Oh Lord Jesus, get on Saturdays. Squeaky, I'm glad uh, you joined us oh, all. Oh. D, oh, hey D, I just want to tell you, I did send Deanna an email and ask for your phone number. I just want to let you know that. Oh okay, that's fine. You can call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't heard. From, I haven't gotten a reply yet, but I just want to let you know. Her number, really Bob, her, her number is really Bobby Brown hotline, but I mean, that's okay. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Uh, get back to the topic, see. You just. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Anybody good, morning. Else? good morning. Good morning, Good morning, family. Good morning, this event. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Great declaration. All right. Didi, Didi, wait, wait. Those of you that was on Declare Victory, uh, that was on Friday Night Live, just remember uh-uh, regular, do Didi, it. regular, regular. <laughs> just remember regular. Good morning. It's me. Yeah, brother. I'm here, I'm here with the regular. Regular. <laughs> regular. Just remember regular. Lakeisha, good morning. <laughs> good morning, All Pastor right. Lavelle. This is Glorious Gloria. Excellent declaration. Hey, glorious Gloria. 
blessings. Anybody else? Pastor Lavelle may be regular, but the decoration was supreme. That was good. (laughs) I love it. All right. Okay. Okay. uh, was it Cryptocron kind of like Didi? I'm not Hey, 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 that okay. was the word. It was the word. It was the word. <laughs> oh, y'all got to join Friday Night Live, y'all. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Good morning. Any, anybody else? Before we jump. Anybody else? Good morning, LT. Hey, my daughter. Hey, Pop. Hey, 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 LT, listen. Last night, about 12.30, 12.30 last night. Somebody please mute your line. Please mute your line. Uh, I was, um, uh, Kim, Kim, Roy's God sister had a flat tire and they needed my AAA. So I went over there uh, to uh, use my AAA. It was about 12.30 last night and um, met them. And I showed him the text you sent me. Preach, Bishop. Uh, you know, I showed him what you, what you text me. He said, that LT is crazy. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Good morning. Okay, if not, listen, let's jump into uh Love Life and Victory. Was there um was there was there anybody was there any aha moments in the declaration? Any questions, any comments, any highlights that you wanna bring out now's your time? Yes, I have one. Hi. Hi Pastor again. It's Christina here in Atlanta. Hi. Hi. Um a few things. I think I I remember you last Saturday because you were headed to a fishing trip. It was the last Saturday or Saturday before I remember you. That was Saturday before. Saturday before, they, yeah. They they fired they fired they, fi- they fired me last Saturday, so they skipped <laughs> me. So okay. yeah. Okay, well this this Saturday. Okay, here's what I got. Um, two things. Now I've heard that before, and I think that's a great just prayer from the scripture about giving the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened. That's just a prayer by itself. But um, when you said the doctrine of election versus the doctrine of free will, here was my aha moment. We're all God's children. We all have a collar, like how your pet has a collar, so you know who you belong to. But some of us, he has on a leash, and that's okay. Because the, the beauty of it is, when you're on that leash, God can't use who he cannot restrain. But you have to choose to stay on the leash. That's the free will, even in the election. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Okay, okay. Let, let's back up, and I want to kind of help with something, okay? Uh, okay. Because we, we, we make a mistake when we say that we're all God's children. Watch this. We're not all God's children. We're all his creation, but we're not all his children. Somebody told me before, Jones, that's a narrow-minded statement. But that's not what I said. That's what he said. He said, to as many as received him, him who? Him, Jesus, gave them power to become children of God. And if you haven't received him, then you're not his. You just blessed me with that. Thank you so much. Okay. We're all his creation, but we're not all his children. Got it. I'm going to write that one down. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. Okay. Now. Being on a leash, watch this. Everybody that knows me knows that I am, by trade, an environmental specialist. I do, I do good by taking care of the environment. I take care of the environment every day, five days a week, uh, from five in the morning to sometimes two, two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm an environmental specialist 
for Sacramento County. Yes, I, I have a badge. I have everything. Yes, a county badge and everything. Um, maybe that didn't bless you. So let me help you see what environmental. No, it blessed me because I used to want to be that. But keep going. Well, well, well. Let me help you because because you may not understand where I'm going when I say that. Uh, uh, I am uh, uh, a sanitation engineer. I'm a garbage man, y'all. I'm a garbage man. That was just my 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 bougie way of saying what I do for a living. Okay, and so and so and so when I was picking up garbage um, in the in the Bay Area, and um, I was carrying those of you who in the Bay Area know we used to carry the can on our back, and 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 I had um, I was in this one yard and I got the garbage, and um, and uh, I was I was I was getting ready to go out the yard with the can and stuff. And I didn't see this dog sitting on the porch. And this dog took off after me, took off after me. And, and I, I mean, I, I couldn't run. I, I didn't have my gun. I didn't have a knife. I mean, I didn't have anything. So this dog was just a, was getting ready to get me. And I just thought I was done. But what I did not see was this leash, this chain in the grass. And just when that dog got to me, that chain snapped his neck and the and the and the and the dog flipped backwards three or four times, right? Well, when I saw that chain and I saw that, that chain snap his neck, I got bad. You want me? Come on and get me. You wish you could now, huh? Watch this. God has Satan on a leash. And 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 we need to be careful. Because, because when we say that about children of God, because, because God has really given us free will to, to move within his, in the parameters of his will, if we would only move in his will, move according to the will, the way, the word of God. Oh, that's good alliteration, huh? I need to write that down. The will, the way, and the word of God. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so that's how we operate. Within the within the perimeters of how God will have us to move, and and I understand the theology of of the leash in terms of God has some of us on a leash, but remember, um, uh, uh, we do things by choice, and and I understand that there's some things God won't let us have or He won't let us do because if if we do it, the reason the reason you ain't won the lottery, even though you keep playing. And keep talking about uh, if I hit this fifty million dollars, first thing I'm gonna do is pay my tithe. Well, the realism is you ain't paid your tithe yet on the little you got. Okay, I didn't mean to make nobody mad. Okay, I, I promise I didn't mean to make nobody mad. You you won't do what you need to do with the little that you have. So how can God trust you with something greater, and you won't you won't bless God with the little that you have? Okay, I quit. I know y'all mad. Okay, anybody you else? Just had a mini sermon, real quick. Thank you, sir. You just blessed me okay. so many okay. times. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Come on, come on. Now's your time. I think I done scared everybody. Or everybody, y'all scared? Y'all scared? Good morning. Good morning. This is Soulful Sylvia. Um. Thank you so much for that decoration. I, I have to, you know, um, it's not every day that I hear declarations where I 
already make up my mind. I have to go back and listen to this over again because I tried to answer everything almost that you were saying, and it was impossible um, to catch everything. Um, and so some of the things that I was trying to capture um, were just, you were just flowing and you were just hitting so many different um, points. So I know I have to go back and listen to this. And I think the aha moment for me is it shouldn't be a surprise, but, um, and I know I, I have a lot of work to do uh, when it comes to, you know, with knowledgeable on everything as much as possible, rather, when it comes to the Bible. But um, just that scripture that you presented in itself, it's almost like, you know, you heard a phrase before when somebody might be preaching and they'll say one thing and they're like, that's it. I don't need to even say nothing else. That's the whole sermon right there. That scripture that you used to to speak on, speak it just it says so much in itself about not just who we are, but whose we are if we have the wisdom to seek him and just being uh want to be part of his kingdom. I, I mean it's it's just amazing. I, I love the way that you presented that and it just gives you it, it right away I'm like, okay, I, I need to dive into this. I need to read this whole uh book. That's like you said, go back to verse one and then go back and, and see what it means for me and then the commentary to go with it. I mean, this is like I could spend a whole day just on this this one passage. Wow. So this is amazing. It's like um I think the part I was trying to find, you may know the hope of his calling. Um I I really want this part because I missed it. Past ramifications and future expectations, but you said so much more after that. Yeah. Yeah, in that one part, <laughs> you know. I, I just couldn't even, my pen couldn't even keep up with it. Um, just the past ramifications uh, and future expectations, it almost, that part to me spoke like, you know, and it, um, and watch it doesn't this. matter and where you've been or what you've been right. through. Right, but it, 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 it brings upon present implications. That's it. That's it right there. Okay. Um and um 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 and so and so and so and, and you gotta look at the word the look at look at the word hope. Because remember yeah. Uh, I talked about the objective hope that we have in Jesus Christ. It's not the hope that I hope it rains or I hope I get more money or what have you. You know, it's a it's a little word with a great big meaning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I underlined it when you said to just just okay. add one word. Okay. Because and remember, seen will not last, but what cannot right. be seen is eternal. Oh yeah. Build your build your hope on things eternal, right? Yeah. Okay. And let me tell y'all something. That's why that's why it's important, y'all, to get into God's word. And I try I try and make it simplistic. Um, y'all, I know Greek, I know Hebrew, and I know all of that. And I got some friends who 
who, who have what I call the paralysis of analysis. And they make me sick when they preach because they try and be so impressive with the words and stuff and all that. But when you preach in the common people, what, 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 what good is it? I mean, what, what good would it be for me to be on declared victory and talk about the language of the scientists and the interplanetary motive of the nebula? Y'all, y'all, y'all I, I can't talk about how the uh, orbs of life moving in a decimal of a degree change the season in the, on the earth, uh, bringing summer, winter, spring, and fall. I mean, that don't mean much to y'all, but if I can break it down to a simplistic form and you get something out of it, then I've done my job. I've accomplished what the spirit would have me to accomplish. And so that's what I really concentrate on in terms of my preaching um, uh, and bring it down to its most simplistic form, you know, so people need to understand that. So Lavelle, and, I mean, Pastor, I'm sorry. One more thing. I'm so sorry. Um, I agree with that. You're not done here, that you have more um, to be revealed because you started to get the P in praise, you did the R, you did the A, and that's where you left off, and I'm waiting for the rest of it. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, they fired me, so I was going to do it last week, but they fired me last week, and so I couldn't I couldn't finish it. So maybe, maybe they'll let me finish it one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm being funny, y'all. Uh, be, I'm, I'm being funny. I just wanted to laugh. Didi, stop texting me. Anyway, no, I was, can you hear, am I muted? Can you hear me? No, you're not muted. I can oh, okay. you. I didn't know if you, I, I guess I, yes, you could, I thought you could. Anyway, but what you said in the very beginning of the declaration, you said, how do we know what we know? And then you start talking about wisdom and knowledge. So can you go back to that part? Because you just made a good point. Um, when, you know, we're, you're teaching at a level that we can understand everybody. Not a you know theologian. Everybody has not been to school and can exegete and know the Greek, all of that. So I'm grateful for the way you break it down. But you you know I have to get on YouTube sometimes and you forget that you're talking. <laughs> no, but when you did, you just start off saying, "How do we know what we know?" So I I think that was a good question. Instead of you know really studying for yourself and getting your own understanding, instead of you know you get on declare victory, you just write down your notes, but what do you do with all the notes? Are you really studying them to understand? Because that's what I have to do. So I'm glad you brought that point. And you said the wisdom and knowledge. Do you remember what you said about that part? About uh, the, um, Yeah, I said wisdom coordinates knowledge. I said wisdom coordinates knowledge. I said many people on Wall Street have knowledge, but they lack wisdom. And I said it is possible for you to have a PhD, but if you don't have no GOD, you're just a smart devil. Right, I ain't right, even right. gonna charge y'all with that one. I ain't even gonna charge y'all. Y'all can put it on my tab. Facebook. Put it on my tab. Right, right. That's good. So because 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 we live in this modern situational and contextual ethics, um, but understand that wisdom coordinates knowledge. Wisdom manages knowledge. I mean, life life at its best is a trained mind, but but you got to have a consecrated heart. That's big, y'all. That 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 is real big, and so and so you can you can have gone to school and get all the knowledge you have and all of that. And y'all, I don't minimize knowledge. I don't minimize um, education. I don't minimize that at all. Um, uh, you should get all you can while you can. I, I respect everybody uh, that goes to school and get all that they can. All right, but but make sure you have first. It's good to have an educated head, but make sure you get. Somebody, somebody got pots going in the back. You cook your breakfast. Um, 
uh, uh, I mean, it's all right to have an educated head, but you better make first sure you got a consecrated heart. All right, somebody mute your line with your pots in the back, please. Pastor LaBelle, I think what you said is, um, what you just said is a public service announcement, that part right there. That part right there, right there, okay. And I love the fact of people who are educated but love the Lord. I, I mean, wow, I, I, I love that fact, you know, and that's good. That, that's double for your trouble. And that's why, y'all, it makes me feel good that that when Jehovah Witnesses come over to my house, I tell them, come on in, sit down, let's talk. And when they, when I, when they finish talking, they don't come. When I finish talking, they don't come by here no more. <laughs> amen, amen, because I'm no slouch in the word. And I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor. There are some, there are some lay people who know the word just as well, if not more than I do. You know, but you 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 have to you have to be able to 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 talk about your faith and 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 share. Watch this, your convictions about your Christ. Don't let nobody else share your convictions about your Christ. That's your relationship. You know, that's your story, and you need to stick it stick to it because can't nobody tell nobody else what the Lord has done for you. I wish I had me a witness here. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? I'm sorry. You just said something just now about knowledge in your mind and not the consecration in your heart. So just, I'm sorry, because that goes back to your declaration. When you say about the knowledge in the head, you know how some people, they know scripture backwards and forwards, but the fruits of the spirit are not born, bearing in their life. So my question to that is, as you as you read the word and then God imparts the divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, what is it that we have to pray for as God's children so that it, it is written upon our heart? Is that the let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight? Or is that just, Lord, give me, renew my mind, give me a clean heart and new spirit? What is that? that because that's, that's, go ahead. that's part of it. But go back and look at verse 17 and 18 again. Now, I need to say this. Uh, when you have a chance, go to Philippians chapter 1, verse number 10, uh, chapter 10, cha- chapter 3, verse number 10. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Now, watch this. You got to be careful when you say that because the devil in hell knows the Bible. And he knows the Bible from cover to cover. The devil is so smart. The devil takes the same scripture that Jesus used for his mission statement, and the devil uses the same scripture for his mission statement. What are you talking about, Jones? The devil's mission statement is uh, the thief cometh but for to kill, to steal, and destroy, right? That's his mission statement, right? Well, he, he took that same scripture that Jesus used, because the next part of that scripture, Jesus says, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The devil is crafty. The devil is so smart. And there are a lot of people who know the Bible, but don't know him. Now, 
The reason I mentioned Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, when Paul said that I may know him, me being a Bible student, a Bible reader, that blew me away because Paul had wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. He had gone down to the house of Ananias, who told him what great things he must suffer for the cause of Christ. Somebody please mute your line. Please mute your line. Okay. He told him what great things he, he, he went down to the house of Ananias and told him what great things he had to suffer for the cause of Christ. He had graduated from the Arabian seminary in the desert in three years. Remember the scales had fallen from his eyes. I mean, Paul had done so much. And at the end of his life, he comes up with this amazing assertion that I may know him. And I looked at that and said, Paul, what are you talking about? And then I went into the part, remember, it was yada, the Greek word yada, when it described the, the sexual. Now, don't, don't miss me when I say this, y'all. Uh, it described the sexual relationship that Adam had with his wife Eve. So when a man comes together with a woman in a sexual way, they come together to procreate, and there's fruit from that relationship, meaning children, right? So when we come together with Christ to procreate, when we have intimate relationships, because that's what Paul was saying. Paul, Paul wasn't saying, I want to know him salvifically. He said, I already got that. He said, I, I got that on the, on the Damascus Road. He said, I, I don't want to just know him just on the surface. And many people only know, take the palm of your hand and rub your hand across your, uh, your other hand. That's, most, that's what most people know Christ, just on the surface. They, 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 they act like they know him. They act like they're, they're so spiritual. They're so, they're so biblically trained and stuff. And the truth of the matter is they only know him on the surface. But when you, however, when you know him in a deep, full, intimate, interpersonal way, again, there's fruit from that relationship ah, called the fruit of the spirit. You know who's been spending time with Christ because you can tell by what they're giving birth to. I wish I had me a witness here. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got you a witness here. <laughs> How you doing? Um. I think, wait, wait, Mona, one second. I think cause I heard Jeff was trying to speak. Make sure. Okay. Yeah. Sarge? Good morning, government. I was on mute. Didn't know what I was talking on mute. Um, okay, go ahead. A couple of things that uh, you brought out. One, the, um, to me, it's not just a declaration. It's more of a revelation. There are three different, three, three different types of learning. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the uh, audio tape on this again, the recording on this again, and start researching on that. And then, two, whenever you were talking about um, we're not all God's children, I've gotten in conversations and trying to witness to the people that actually got upset with me because I made that same declaration. And I was asked to uh, bring it out in the strip scripture. And I can't remember the exact verse, but I think it's John 8. See the 42nd, 43rd, or 44th verse, somewhere in there, where he actually says that you are, you are of your, your father the devil. And I brought that out, and still I kind of got a little anger directed towards me. But, I mean, the scriptures is the scriptures. So, but I just want to thank yeah. you for making clarification on that. Look, look at John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12 Saint, as well. Okay. St. John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, him who? 
Him, Jesus, yeah, gave them Jesus. power to yep. gave, gave them power to become sons of God, children or children of God. So we're not all His, but, and 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 understand right. if we haven't received His Son, then we don't belong to Him. We're His creation, but we're not His child. Absolutely, but that that's the uh, three different types. Three different types of learning that kind of, that, that blew me away too. But all right, I just I appreciate appreciate your uh, revelation as much as it is a declaration and happy anniversary at, 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 while I'm at it. All right. Now remember education, philosophy, and science, they've got together mm-hmm. and they collectively have offered yes. their conclusion. They're, they're the ones that said that there's three methods of learning. Okay. All okay. Right. okay. 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 Got you. All right. Maximona. <laughs> hey, hi. You, your declaration. You, one thing about you, Pastor Bell, you always, always, you know, um, bring it, bring it out in such a way that it's clear. You know, it's, it's very clear. And I just wanted to say I appreciate you. And you better not be going nowhere. I'm with you. I hope that's true. Um, I always love your declaration. But you know, one thing is always about. Um, I, I also also understand it. It is about your own personal relationship. And even when, um, for me, I can just speak for myself, is, you know, even the more closer I get, the more I feel like I, um, I'm not close enough. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, you know, the more it's like I get in, the more in the word or whatnot, and then I get to feel like I want to, I, I don't, I, I don't know him uh, um, enough. So I'm just so grateful that, um, God, that's one thing about, uh, I just feel that he's going to always be giving us more of him and and you know bring as he bring us closer to him so you know just thank you once again for your declaration and wanted just to say you did have a witness in here you had me laughing yeah. this morning <laughs> listen to this mona one thing we have to understand and i've learned this in in my life okay in relationship in your and 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 you use it as a model as your a relationship with a man or woman and and your relationship with the lord jesus christ in order to get to know someone you need three things you need time you need talk and you need trust okay it's the same thing in your relationship with god you can't you can't know somebody unless you spend time with them and you got to spend time talking with them and you got to learn how to trust them. Okay. You need all three. That's great alliteration for those of you theologians that are out there. I just gave you three points and a conclusion right there. Okay. Um, you you got to have time, talk and trust. And I told you just because you know the Bible doesn't mean that you know him. People can right. quote scripture. I mean, they can quote scripture off the, off the, off the cuff. I mean, okay. Wow. But, but, you know, but but until you learn how to spend time with him, and y'all, if this pandemic ain't taught us nothing else, it should have taught us how to spend time with God. And if you ain't spending time with God, my question to you is, what are you doing? Some of y'all working from home. Some of y'all, some of y'all uh, are not working. Um, uh, uh, or some of y'all working part time, or what have, or whatever the case may be. Y'all, l- let's be grown for a minute. Take your Bible, take your devotionals when you when you go to the bathroom in the morning and stuff and all that. We grown, y'all. Come on, take because we all do it. 
take take your iPad in there instead of taking magazines and your phone and all that. Uh, uh, spend time with him. Amen. Spend time with him. And go from there. You know, I mean, I mean, do you do devotions in the morning? You know, let me tell y'all something. My weekend is so fixed to where I got to prepare two sermons for tomorrow. I had to do uh, uh, a declaration. Don't y'all forget. I don't forget. I got TNT Bible study. I got my only my my daily prayer time and devotional reading. I got I got all of that. I still got a Sunday school lesson to prepare for tomorrow. I, I got all of that. And 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 I'm not at the point where I can preach the same sermon at both churches right now. You know that's coming, but I still because they're on different levels. The the I got I got a sermon entitled "A New Start." tomorrow at the Stockton church because it's a new start for them. And I want them to know that in the middle of, of March, uh, you can have a January experience. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It can be in the middle of September, and yet you can have a January experience. You can have a new start. Okay? But tomorrow at, at the Greater Harvest Church in Sacramento, I'm still racking my brain on what I'm going to talk about. And then I still got, I got to do the Sunday school lesson uh, between services tomorrow at the South church. So I I have a lot. I have a lot when I tell you, and that's why I'm saying y'all in terms of the declarations on Saturday mornings and stuff, y'all, this is the only day I have to rest the only day because I work a full-time job too, you know? And so, you know, um, I know there's so many other capable people that can do it. So, and I'm praying and I'm rooting on y'all for y'all. And if y'all need help, I'm here to help. I don't have no problem with that. None. Hey, so, Tom, you need time. Huh? Yeah, you can always work when you sit under the dryer. I just want, I'm sorry. I'm going to go on mute. I'm, I need to mind my business. I'm oh, sorry, brother. Diddy, why you always hate on my hair? That you, Oh, my goodness. She just, oh, goodness. Okay, never mind. Anyway, all right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Before we close, seven thirty. I'm sorry. This is my last part. This is Christina again. I apologize. I keep I keep uh, having points. You just said how to intimately have a relationship with God, time with God, talk to God, trust in God. So, I'm sorry. I just have in my notes: time with God is reading His Word, talk to God in prayer and supplication, trusting in God, faith in action. Is that, am I missing something, or is that pretty much what you're saying? Oh, you, you girl, you got it. Listen at you. <laughs> Can you repeat that? Oh, my God. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I have time with God. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, uh, hit my cash app before you before you share my <laughs> Wait, hit my cash app. Hit my, that wasn't free. That wasn't free. That wasn't free. Hit my hey, cash app. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna disconnect we gonna disconnect this line. I'm sorry, the number you have reached is not in script. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christina. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have um time with God, reading his word, talk to God in prayer and supplication, trust in God, and then I put faith in action. Oh. She got it. Brothers she, and men, with the trust, I have trust in God, faith in action. Thank you. You're welcome. And many of us don't have faith in action because watch this. I'm gonna give you another neck. I'm gonna give you another nugget. Okay. It takes work for your faith to be realized. 
Okay, you got a, you got enough faith to believe you can become a doctor. I tell you what you do, get up in the morning and go sit in the living room. Just keep getting up, going to sit in the living room. Two weeks from now you'll be where in the living room. Six weeks from now you'll be where in the living room. Six months from now you'll be where in the living room. But if you don't get out there and enroll in somebody's school and burn some midnight oil, you ain't gonna be nothing. So it takes work for your faith to be realized. Don't just have your Bible sitting on the on the desk or on the on the counter or whatever. Put 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 that faith into action. Read, study. It takes work for your faith to be realized. And watch this, last thing. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Mm. I mean, you, you always talk about how holy you are and how much faith you got. You really don't know how much faith you got until you get in trouble and see how much faith you got. Why? Because Christians are just like tea bags. You can't get the flavor out until you put them in a little hot water. Okay, last thing, last thing, listen to this. The reason I ended up back in Stockton, watch this, Stockton, two, two, two things. Uh, I came back to Stockton because my mother was sick and I was getting closer to my, uh, wanted to be closer to my mother and she passed. But I never want to pastor back in Stockton again. And when, when, when the Lord brought me back to Stockton, um, um, he took me to Luke chapter five. And when you get a chance to read that, it, it, it talks about how, Peter, when Jesus told Peter and them to launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought, and and Peter could have said to Jesus, now, Jesus, um, you know I grew up on this lake, and I knew and I know the best time to go fishing, and and I know that you catch fish in the day in shallow water and not at night in deep water, and Peter could have said, Jesus, speaking of our professions. When I need a house, you being a carpenter, son, I'll call you. When you need some fish, you'll call me. All right? But watch this. The spiritual parallelism, parallel is simply this. I was in Stockton, and I failed. I failed miserably in Stockton. And so Peter was saying to Jesus, you, you're sending me back to the same place where we failed, and we failed miserably. And in essence, Jesus, when you told us to go back out there and do it again, Jesus, it doesn't make sense. And I'm saying, Jesus, it don't make sense for me to go back to Stockton. But Peter, because of Jesus, watch this, because of the impetuosity and because of Jesus' impetuous nature, Peter said, I'm not going to argue with you. He said, even though it doesn't make sense, he said, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to do it again. And that's what I said to Jesus. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to do it again because you told me to do it. And if you keep reading that same scripture in Luke 5, the Bible says that they enclosed a great multitude of fish that their nets begin to break. And the, and the fish are the souls. Somebody said to me, Lavelle, and, and by the end of this year, next year, you're going to be at two services at this location, let alone what you got going on in Sacramento. And guess what? I trust God and I believe God. You got to take him at his word. And when Peter took him at his word, look what God did. That's my encouragement to y'all. Take him at his word. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. The pandemic is getting better. It's getting better. And 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 and, and I'm 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 a leader. So I'm encouraging y'all. I'm going to get my first shot next Friday. Next Friday, I'm going to get my first shot. 
because I want some normalcy back to what we do when it comes to church. Now, understand, things will never be the same because there's some folks ain't never going back to church. There's some folks, we, now we're still going to have to take precautions and things like that, wear our mask and, and sanitize and all of that. But you got to take God at his word. Amen. All right, come on. What, any, any, any more before I close out? Anybody else? Come on. Now's your time. We got to go. I just wanted to. Good morning, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eve. Yeah, as I was saying, good morning. Great declaration. Um, Thanks, sir, as always. And I just want to say for those, um, um, and you talked about how we look and how, how we can understand whether it's good or bad. And um, your plate is definitely getting full. But if we were to look at it this way, and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but God may be opening a way for you to do declaration. This is a time we all must have to not just only grow, but go. And so Pastor DeVell has had his time for... Don't take a whole God. shot, bitch. Do that. Bitch, already have one. For your sake of pussy, ho. Already have one of them. Oh, fuck you, ch- Father in the name, Father in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch that situation, God. I pray right now, God. Uh, you know the situation. You know what's going on, God. God, I pray right now, God, that you would fix it and you would make it all right, God. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So I, what I was trying to say is that you know this is this is a wonderful opportunity for those who who are are willing and able. To, to to begin to start doing a declaration. Saturday is a great day because it's not a, it's not the pressure of of the morning uh, call from Monday to Friday. Uh, it's not that many uh, uh, people who are on here, and so um, you know I just encourage I, and, and I challenge. God is speaking to you to to go ahead and and step out in faith, faith in action. And uh, um, like I said, uh, there are many of us who are willing to help those who are, uh, who, who, who may be uh, feeling that call and, and, and doesn't have the experience or don't know how to do it. We are always here to help you. Um, declare victory is here to grow. Can't just can't just stand on the shoulders of of Lavelle and Dion and the rest of the veteran uh, de- uh, declares. Uh, it has to keep going. So that's all I have to say. Once again, a great declaration, Pat. Praise God. All right, who else was that? Go ahead. Who else was that? Amen. That was me. That was Sister Sylvia. Uh, Sylvia, Sylvia. Um, I was when you said you have a PhD, but you don't have GLD. And I don't have a degree. I've been working towards it. I am working towards it. Let me say that because I did enroll back in school this semester. Um, God has used me in so many different capacities. He's elevated me in so many different jobs that required degrees um, that I didn't have. And that's how when you ask that question, how do you know what you know? That's how I know what I know. When jobs that, um, you know, according to society, I wasn't supposed to have, he gave me. He blessed me with. 
um, places that I wasn't supposed to have uh, because of credit, what have you, he'd put me in those places. Um, and in this situation now, and I, I don't mean to talk about it every time, but it's, I'm so in awe at this current position that he has me in in this chaplaincy internship that I go out and I'm praying and I have these encounters in the rooms with patients. And then I go back and I talk to a priest. He's from Nigeria. And I said, oh, you know, I just had this awesome experience, you know, talking with this particular patient. And he says, oh, my gosh, I, I missed it. I wish I was there with you. And I'm like, wow. Now, he's a priest, and he wished he was there with me to witness this encounter, experience that I had. And I'm just in awe. That, that right there is what I thought about when you said about Ph.D. and G.O.D. Thank you for that question. All right. It is possible to have a PhD, but with no with no GOD, you're just a smart devil. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Amen. Last time. Just one more. This um Pat Lavelle, this is Juanita. I just wanna um say that I'm praying that um God will bless you where you won't have to work that full time job anymore and that you will um be blessed enough to just Stay full time in ministry, so that's my that's my prayer for you. Amen. I appreciate I appreciate that, but you know what? I I I I love going to work. I love, and let me tell you this. Let me let me say this uh, because I never ever wanted a church to talk about what they do for me. Because when I was at I was I was at a church before, and that's what they that's what they they ridiculed me as. Uh, what they do for me, what they do for me. And so I've always kept the job. And I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about me. Um, uh, you stay people-proof. And, and you stay people-proof by getting your own house, your own car, and your own money, and you'll never be beholden to people. I, I, and, and, and I hold to that. And I don't mind getting up, going to work every day, uh, I, I want to do full-time ministry uh, one day when I retire, but guess what? I'm going to have my own retirement. I'm going to have my own money and everything else, and that's just me. That's my perception. That's how I feel, and I appreciate you saying that and how you said it, but I am I am just as content. I'm a man. I am a man. I'm a pastor, but I'm a man, and I don't have no problem getting up going to work in the morning. I sure don't, and God has blessed me for the last 20 something years to be on, to be on a garbage truck. And I'm going to continue to do it until the Lord tells me, no, no, you know, uh, 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 but that's the point of building a staff. I have two staff at, at both, at, at both locations and they're going to work good uh, around me, ministers and a staff and everything. So I thank you for that. All right. Okay. And then if y'all want to catch me, y'all can catch me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And then at 11.15 a.m., and I'm right here on the same line, y'all, on both calls, uh, on, on this call, on the same number, uh, both sermons will be uh, um, on both line, on, on this line and Facebook Live and Zoom. So um, y'all are more than welcome. Uh, those of you that have been watching, thank y'all so much. Uh, I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy preaching and teaching and having a good time for the Lord. I praise God for uh, using me to share my convictions about our Christ, all right? So I love every last one of you. Thank y'all for allowing me to take all this time and 
for all of you sharing and everything like that. And we're going to pray for whoever that was. Um, uh, you know, we're just like, just like, just like we're Christian, just like I'm a pastor, I'm still a man too. So I want y'all to know that. All right. So we still need to have mercy for people because they still deal with what they're dealing with. They're still a man. They're still a woman. All right. Okay. So y'all, um, because um, it's your pastor, I'm sorry, it's Christine. It's, it's your pastoral anniversary, and I just wanted to um, give you a, a just give you a gift. So, what's your cash at? Because you said it's been 33 years, right? 33 years. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> it's um, it's pastor. Let me see. Oh my God, thank you. Um, where is it at? It is. It's pastor. I don't even know it. Um. Take my it's under my number. My number okay. is uh what is it? Nine one six eight seven one. Oh, it's past it's dollar sign Pastor mm-hmm. Lavelle L A L A capital V E L L Jones. Dollar sign Pastor Lavelle, the the V is capital Jones and the J is capital. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Who was that? Who said that? I'm just Christina here in Atlanta. I've been, oh, I'm the one that's oh, been talking to you this whole time. My bad. All right, Miss Christina in Atlanta. Bless you. All right. All right. And then y'all can find me. Y'all can find me under Greater Harvest um, on Facebook. Uh, uh, Greater Harvest under Lavelle Jones. So y'all can watch and y'all can participate and, and see what we do. All right. All right. I love every last one of y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day. Listen, tomorrow, I don't care if you're going to worship or you're sitting at home worshiping. Don't just sit there. Make sure uh, you worship and make sure that you see Jesus in the worship. Because if you go to worship and you don't see Jesus, you have not worship. Worship has to do with seeing God. All right. Isaiah chapter six. Read it when you get a chance. All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Blessings to everybody. Bye-bye. Love you. God bless you, Pastor. Love you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love you guys. Love you guys. See y'all. Good day. Love you, Moxie. Have a good day. You too. Love you all. Be blessed. Love you, Keish. Okay.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God.